Isaiah 35, if you got a Bible close. <clears throat> I had a word about authority for Mark 1 last night. Woke up this morning and felt a real shift in that word. So I'm gonna try to take 10 minutes here and unpack my heart of Isaiah 35 for what I believe the Lord is, is saying and, and what he has said from years ago. So I just pray for these few minutes left here, Lord. Help us to listen to your word, Lord, <clears throat> not the words of man, your precious scripture here, Lord. And whether I say it or whether I don't say it, I pray that you would speak, Lord, into people's hearts in a dramatic way in this time. I pray that you would envision them for not only this year, but the years to come through this. In the name of Jesus, amen. The book of Isaiah has 66 chapters. It's the Bible in microcosm. It's beautiful. The first 39, similar to the Old Testament, the rest like the New Testament, the, the judgment that's coming and the future glory. Most of the book leading up, the first 39 chapters, most of the book at the beginning is about the Assyrian invasion that's coming. Most of the second half of the book is about the Babylonian captivity that they were going into. Wicked Israel had broken all God's rules and laws, and here comes the Assyrian invasion. But on the backside of that, after the invasion, you're going to be taken into captivity, and the last few chapters are word of hope for the people. So we get to Isaiah chapter 35, and in this chapter, the prophet is foretelling the future glory and hope for the kingdom of Hezekiah here, the king, King Hezekiah, who was a great king who did wondrous things. It even says there was no king before or after him. He was an, an amazing guy. He didn't finish well because he opened up his treasuries to the Babylonians and he got sick and he got 15 more years. There's a whole amazing story about Hezekiah. But here we have Isaiah prophesying to Hezekiah that the Assyrians are coming 185,000 troops are coming, but on the back side of that for you, there's gonna be breakthrough and there's gonna be life and there's gonna be victory. Isaiah 35 also prophesies about the coming kingdom of Israel and what's happened in Israel where the desert has actually become a garden in that place. Isaiah 35 is also talking about Jesus. It's also talking about the, the breakthrough that happened at Pentecost, where water gushes forth in the wilderness, and, and there's this barren landscape that's turned into green. Isaiah 35 also talks, I believe, about the church, and I believe what happens when the church is made healthy and right, and when revival comes to the world. Well, I want to talk about that last bit of prophecy. There's so many layers of prophecy, but I believe the Lord planted this in my heart at the headwaters of Eldredo Equip here at the end of 19, the beginning of 20, through a dream that happened in February that lined up with this passage. And so all I'm wanting to do is just maybe, I've said this before, I wanna remind everybody what I believe the Lord is saying to us as a body and specifically about Eldredo, Kansas, where I've been for five generations. I'm just gonna read Isaiah 35, 10 verses here, stay with me. The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. 
Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the splendor of our God. The glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Prophetically, this is what's coming, Hezekiah and kingdom of Judah, even though Sennacherib and 185,000 Syrians are surrounding the city right now. This is what's coming for you, people of God, even though darkness has completely surrounded you and you are cut off. So because of that, verse three, strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way, and say to those with fearful hearts, be strong. Do not fear, your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Pause. This is what Jesus said to John the Baptist when he was languishing in prison in Luke 7. John the Baptist is like, are you really the Messiah? If so, why am I in prison? And Jesus quotes Isaiah 35 and 29 and 61 and others where he says, listen, The lame are walking and the blind are seeing. And don't fear, John, you with fearful hearts. Don't fear because your God will come. He will come. He's quoting from this. And he's saying, it's going to be okay even though it doesn't look like it's going to be okay right now. Strengthen your heart, John. Verse five. Then, then, Will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf be unstopped? Then the lame will leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool and the thirsty ground bubbling springs, and the haunts where jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow, and a highway, literally a lifted up road, a highway of glory will be there, and it will be called the way of holiness, and it will be those for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there on that highway, nor any ravenous beast. They will not be found there. But only the redeemed will walk there, and those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Fantastic chapter. Go read Isaiah 34, 35, 36, 37. It's, it's amazing what happens. Angel of the Lord comes and delivers them. 185,000 Assyrians dead. It's, it's, it's amazing. This chapter though, I believe is for us in El Dorado. And I have believed that it's for the church in El Dorado. A prophetic sign of what's going to happen here. This land here is in many respects a parched land as the church representative in the nation right now. But in El Dorado, this oil town where the oil was flowing and supplying for the war effort 100 years ago, it is largely dried up as an oil town. And I believe the spiritual stature of this town has gone down with it. However, I believe that it will rejoice and blossom it will burst into bloom and it will rejoice greatly. That's what I believe is coming for El Dorado. 
15,000 people. But it says here, strengthen the feeble hands and steady the knees that give way and say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, don't fear, your God will come. I believe this is for the church. Remember, we're getting to streams rushing forth in the, in the wilderness and the whole landscape being changed. I believe this word right here, though, is for the church. You remember this, Isaiah 35, it was lifted out and put in Hebrews 12. Don't despise the Lord's discipline, it says. He's treating you as sons, therefore strengthen your weak knees and your feeble hands and that your pathway might be made straight. What he's saying is this scourge. Brian had that word last night. There's a scourge where we're undergoing discipline, but it's not maybe necessarily because we've sinned grievously. It's because the Lord has great things for us. And he's saying, endure this discipline as sons because I'm teaching you to walk straight. I'm, I'm teaching your knees to be strong. What do you use your hands for? Work. The work of God has become feeble. What do you use your knees for? To pray. To walk, the walk of faith has become difficult. Prayer has become languishing. Why is it? What do you use your heart for? Great faith. I'm filled with faith. What the Lord's going to do, and the heart's become fearful, and it's kind of it's kind of squeezed down on itself. It said, "I can't, or we won't, or this will never change." And He says, "Do not fear. Your Lord will come. He will come with a vengeance." This is for the church. When the church receives this and they say, yes, heal my hands. Yes, heal my knees. Yes, heal my heart from fear, God. Then something really cool is coming for us. And I believe it's sooner than later. And it's this. The eyes of the blind will be opened. The ears of the deaf will be unstopped. And the lame will leap like a deer and the mute tongue will shout for joy. I don't think this is talking about the lost right now yet. To me, we're still talking about the church. How many of you have ever felt blind? Your spiritual eyes are not able to see what the Lord is doing. How many of you have ever felt like your ears are stopped up? I can't hear what he's saying. Or your, your walk of faith is struggling. I'm having trouble in my walk right now, just day to day. Or I feel tongue-tied. I, I, don't, I, don't I don't have anything in me to say right now. I feel silent. Well, the Lord says there's a day coming when all that is going to be released. All creation is longing for the revelation of the sons of God. And so we've got all of y'all wells in here that you've got the Holy Spirit inside of you. And just like Isaac had to do with the days of his father Abraham, the enemy came and plugged up those wells, Abraham's wells that he dug. The enemy came and dumped rocks and crud in them and abuse and strongholds and offense and hurt and addictions. And he's plugged up those wells. And the father says, in this next season, I'm using an Isaac to uncork the wells. And you were made to flow. You were made to walk in authority and boldness. You were made to speak. You were made to hear what the Lord is saying. Amen? That's what, have you ever felt like you were a, a garden well that was sealed up? You ever felt like you were sealed up? And the Lord says, yes, 
and I'm going to set you free. He's going to set the church free because one of y'all in here puts how many to flight? A thousand. Two of you put how many to flight? Come on. One of you takes almost a tenth of the city of El Dorado and brings them into the kingdom. Two of you gets three quarters of the city in the kingdom. I'm talking about one man, one woman, one child on fire changes a region. The Lord's like, I don't need a lot of quantity. I'm looking for quality here. So we want to put this in front of us that we're praying, open my eyes, open my ears, Lord. Help me walk. Why? And I'll finish with this. Because he wants revival. When the children of God are doing this, then it says, water will gush forth in the wilderness, streams in the desert, burning sand becomes a pool, and thirsty ground bubbling springs, and there's a highway that's created. The church put in proper order ushers in rivers of revival for the community, and there's a highway created by the church for the lost to enter into Zion. Where do the rivers come from, everyone? Anyone who believes in me, out of him will flow little trickles from each one of you become a big river in this city here. So I'm asking you in this next season to consider asking the Lord, search me, O God, and know me. And any junk on the top of that spring right now that's in the way, that's keeping that flow from coming, remove it. In the name of Jesus, set me free from fear. In the name of Jesus, I'm struggling with my walk because I'm struggling with sin. Heal me, God. I'm lazy with my hands right now spiritually. Heal my hands so I can work. Put my hands to the plow. And the Lord will answer that prayer. Let's stand up, guys. If you want to receive prayer for this, Brian's, Brian's still here. Amy, we're going to take advantage of Brian's last Sunday with us for a while. Get some prayer about that. We have a ministry team up here to pray over you. Please don't leave if you want to receive prayer for this. But in Jesus' name, we ask that you would make us this people, God. I pray, Father, that your streams would rush forth from inside each one of us and flood this town, Lord. I'm asking, Father, that fear be pushed back in the name of Jesus, God. I pray that we would not be intimidated by the enemy this year, but instead we would walk in confidence and authority. Unstop our ears, God. Let us hear you. Heal our, our, our legs. Heal our hands, Lord. Let us walk and let us work, God. Bless your people, God, with a double portion in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. And all God's people said, amen.